Welcome to Gavin Cast. I just wanted to um, wanted to start it with a different type of hello today, just to spice things up, and I went with Alan Rickman for some reason. Um, I'm just eating a bit of cookie whilst uh, the fan on my computer chills out because this is a chill podcast. I can't have my fan going. Like, that's not very chill, is it? How silly. Um, the cookie is a, a milk chocolate and orange one. So it's kind of like a Terry's chocolate orange, but in a cookie. I swear, um, 2020, don't start up again. No, what are you doing? Hey, oi. This is unnecessarily dramatic. You know that, right? It's not. You're going to calm it? Am I just going to have to eat more cookie? Is that what's happening here? What an intro, huh? What an intro to the, um, to the episode. Milk chocolate orange cookie. And, um, my fan going crazy. This is a chill podcast, by the way. If you haven't been here before, hello. I'm Cavern. And, um... What I do here is I use a random word generator to generate five random words. And then I talk about them. And whilst I do it, you can, you know, sleep, chill, nap, eat food, cook food, dance. I don't care. The sky's the limit, honestly. Okay, there we go. Nice, thanks for that. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Thanks for being here. That's nice. Like I said, five random words, and going to talk about them. But first, have I been up to anything recently? Yes, I have. Something big is really happening. Something big is really happening. Something really big is happening. And you'll hear about that soon, if you follow me, in any shape or form. Because um, it's quite big, and it's very important. And chances are, when you're listening to this, I will need your help. If you're listening to to this between the 14th of February and the end of that week, or seven days after the 14th, 21st, 21st, then I'll need your help. Go to my Twitter, at Kevin Kingston. So I started running again, and I also started watching Attack on Titan. So now I'm running to the Attack on Titan soundtrack again, like I did last year before I tore my ankle open. Um, And it's really fun. I highly recommend anime soundtracks if you're doing any kind of exercise or chore or activity. It makes anything more badass and enjoyable. Swear down. Oh, ah, is that Splinter? Oh, dear. What have I done in life to deserve this torment in the form of such a minute yet painful intrusion under my skin? You little bitch. Anyway, just going to crack on with the words, I think. And the first word is flag. It's the flag of Gondor. I don't even know if that's a quote from the film. 
Flag of Gondor. That, I mean, that the Flag of Gondor is what popped into my... Lord of the Rings, by the way. The Flag of Gondor popped into my head, but I don't know if that is a quote from the film, someone shouting out the Flag of Gondor. Any Lord of the Rings fans, uh, help me out. I'm just rewriting J.R.R. Tolkien's work. Don't worry about it. Or Peter Jackson's work. Because Anyway, anyway. What I'm not surprised at, though, is that that is the first thing that comes to my head, is something from a, th- a, a fantasy, a fantasy theories, a, a fantasy theories. I'm very predictable. Lord of the Rings, though, I mean, if it's going to be anything, it, it, it should be that. And you know what's very close to Lord of the Rings? The Hobbit. And whoa, what a coincidence. I'm going to be reading chapter two of The Hobbit on my YouTube channel to go along with chapter one. And I've, um, I, I learned this from reading chapter one. It's written very strangely. The writing style is very odd. And I keep forgetting that old J.R.R.R.R. wrote it in 1937. Or did it, it came out in 1937? No, it was, um, it came out in 1937. Um, my brain has been working all right recently, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay confident with 1937. Um, but yeah, so, on the reading, you'll, uh, Forgive any little mistakes, please do. Nobody's perfect. And I'm, I'm trying to put my perfectionism to the side. That's the, that's the thing I'm trying to do at the moment. Anyway, flag. So I always thought um, in the UK, which is where I'm from, where I hail from, that if a flag, if any flag, was on top of a building. <laughs> it's realizing how silly this is as it's coming out of my mouth. Any flag that was on top of the on top of a building at full mast, so like right at the top, it meant the queen was there. Um, the, this theory was turned on its on its backside when I was on a trip with my family as a youngin. And uh, we drove through. We drove through this place, and I, I saw a flag on a building at full mast, and I was like, "Ah, oh, sick one! The Queen's in. What's she doing here? That's mental. That's crazy." <laughs> what up, Lizzie? And uh, then we we did, like drove through this place, and then we arrived at another place, and there was a flag at full mast on that building, and I was like, <laughs> "Hang on a second. The Queen is magic. She can teleport. Whoa. This this might have even been around the time I was reading Harry Potter for the first time. So I was like, oh, she can apparate, man. That's sick. What a mad lad. Uh, This was not the case, as I I later discovered. Uh, I can't remember who quashed my dreams of of the Queen being a witch. But I hold a grudge to them to this day. I may have forgotten, but I will not forgive. I guess I'll um, just have to hold a grudge against everyone in my childhood. That's fine. That's fine. 
what is the flag rule then? What's the actual flag rule? The royal standard is flown at royal residences. Royal residences. when uh, Only when the sovereign is present. If the Union flag flies above Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle or Sandringham House, it signals that the Queen is not in residence. In 1934, King George V permitted his subjects in, in Scotland to display the ancient royal standard of Scotland as part of his silver jubilee. Today it flies above Holyrood Palace. Holyrood? Holyrood? That one. Uh, Holyrood Palace and Balmoral Castle when the Queen is not in residence. Oh, it's in Scotland. Holyrood. There we go. That's easy <laughs> okay anyway oh hey um a fact i did know which blew my mind a little bit is that the the union jack flag is made up of three flags it's a fusion bro it's uh what is it it's the st george's cross for england the St. Andrew's Cross for Scotland, and the St. Patrick's Cross for Ireland that make it up. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, the Union Jack is the, the UK flag uh, that's like red and white crosses on a blue background. Not Wales, though. Hmm. Wales is dragons, right? Why no dragons, UK? Like, who the hell was making the Union Jack flag and thought, do you know what, let's not put dragons on there. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, okay, apparently it's because Wales was technically a part of England when it was made in 1606. I don't care, they should have a dragon. We'd win every competition, just because of our flag. Or we should probably let them win, they have a dragon on their flag. There's some Game of Thrones type. Do you know what I mean? I used to love playing Capture the Flag. Like, I really loved it. I definitely still do, but I haven't had the chance to, to play it in a long time. There's no reason. There's not often a reason to when you're an adult. It's like paintballing, I guess. but Or airsoft. Um, maybe, maybe I'll do it for my birthday this year. I'll just play a big game of Capture the Flag. I like. I also like that I'm bringing up capture the flag right after talking about the royal flags. For anyone listening, I'm not planning to scale Buckingham Palace to capture the flag. Ten-year-old me might have, but my back probably can't handle it now, to be honest. But no, ca capture the flag was amazing. Um, it. I think it triggers my. It triggers like the most primitive place in my mind. That's like. Go get that. I just called myself a dog, didn't I? Was I a dog in a past life? Capture the flag is just long form fetch. If you think about it. Okay, Cavan is a dog. Confirmed. Oh no, I was already a bird, wasn't I? Bird dog. Obviously. Yeah, that's me. Awesome. <laughs> Moving on. The next word is theatre. Theatre's been around a while, hasn't it? The origins of theatre in ancient Greece, according to Aristotle, 
theoretician of theatre, are to be found in the festivals of the honoured Dionysus. The performances given were in semicircular auditoria cut into hillsides, capable of seating 10,000 to 20,000 people. Damn, that's a crowd, bruh. The stage consisted of a dancing floor, a dressing room, and scene-building area. Oh, the dancing floor is where the orchestra went. Um, and the scene-building area was called a scheme? Since the words were the most important part, good acoustics and clear delivery were paramount. The actors, always men, oh yeah, because they didn't allow women in theatre for some reason, um, wore masks appropriate to the characters they represented, and each might play several parts. Yeah, I remember being stood in a amphitheatre, um, for the first time, and if you stand in exactly the center of an amphitheater, it resonates like it is so weird. It resonates really weirdly, so it sounds really odd to the ears, um, just because of the how how it how the sound bounces off everything around you and, and comes back to you. I went on a school trip when I was younger. Uh, to see the woman in black like I don't know why I would go on a school trip now of course it's when I was younger hoping I haven't told the story before I'm starting to worry about that now oh well you know that's usually the part where you jump in and be like oh yeah you, you've, you've told the story before but you can't you have no power here it's just me hello Um, but no I, I don't think I have so yeah, like school trip to see the woman in black. And one of my pet peeves, by the way, in case you didn't know, is people not being deathly silent in theatres or cinemas. I have this thing where I get really sensitive to sound uh, when there's not supposed to be any. Uh, I don't mean to keep making this dog comparison, but you know when a dog's like, what was that? Bruh, you hear that? Like that. My brain does that. Um, everything kind of goes out the window. Um, so it's annoyed quite a few people um, because my brain just like switches onto it. Um, I'm getting better at it, but yeah. So when you put me into a theater environment where people are supposed to just be quiet, and uh, someone starts getting all like ASMR in the in the row behind me. I'm triggered, man. Like I really like ASMR. This is the one time I totally understand people who don't like ASMR, who it like really like it really grinds them. Um, someone starts ruffling or being like. <laughs> My head snaps around like the friggin' exorcist, just full 180, just cracks round. And you just see this pair of glowing red red eyes in the darkness. That's me. That's what I do. <laughs> um, I don't even say anything. It's just... 
the ISA, everything. Okay, so this had already kicked in when I was in school. Um, so when several hundred of my peers were screaming bloody murder, the second anything scary happened and then laughing about it for 10 minutes the next, I think my eyes started to twitch a little bit. But then at one point I just kind of resigned myself to it. And I was like, uh, I'll see it again at some point in my life. And I did. I got the opportunity to go to see it in London a couple of years ago and um, got there for the matinee performance. And would you believe it? Because I didn't. It was a school trip day. (laughs) I was speechless, man. Literally. I am now terrified of that show. Not because it's scary, it's because it's triggering as hell. And I get it. I get it, dude. Any other time, apart from a theatre or a cinema, I was an asshole, probably. Well, I was a skater. We naturally annoyed people just by existing. Um, but I actually, I haven't been to the theatre in a while. I definitely want to go back. I think the best thing I've ever seen on stage, it must be Cirque du Soleil. Must be. Best like show show I've seen is, is Hamilton. Um, which was unexpected, man. I didn't expect that to be my favourite show I've seen, but yeah, man, that or Kinky Boots. Um, but yeah, Hamilton, just because of the sheer talent and, and tightness of the cast, bro, like, incre- c'est incroyable. Um, and it was fit. The whole thing was fit. Uh, I like theatre, man. And I like that they call them plays. It's the whole thing. It's like, why is it called a play? It's because they're playing. This, don't take it seriously. It's it's people on stage entertaining. To see it, it's a craft. It's a serious craft. But like, like anything, you can be serious about any kind of craft. You can be dedicated to it in a very serious way. Um... But at the end of the day, it's just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff that gives substance to the soul, I guess. Yeah. So the next word is shake. And as soon as I said that word, my brain just fully turned into a jukebox (laughs) that I just typed the word shake into. I just got served up. Shake it off. Shake, 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 shake it. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Um, boom, shake, shake, shake the room. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. I think I would have chosen the last song. Even though, you know, that wouldn't have come up in the search options. Because the song's called Hey. Uh. Still. I still would have chosen it. It's my brain. It's got advanced searching. It definitely doesn't have advanced searching. <laughs> my brain does not have advanced search features. I desperately, um, I desperately wanted to work in this milkshake place when I was younger, because there was a guy that worked there um, who was like emo king. 
it was one of those milkshake places where you could put like any combination of any chocolate or sweet or candy or anything in there. You know the ones I mean? I always went for Terry's Chocolate Orange. Oh, there we go. I like the cookie. Um, Oreo and Malteser. That was my combo. God damn, that was good. But yeah, this um, this guy worked there and I just thought he was the coolest. So I was like, I want to work here. And I didn't in the end. I don't know why. Was I too young? I can't remember. I just enjoyed the shakes and him. But they were good. Shake away. That was what the place was called. And then I was in a relationship with someone who worked in a milkshake place as well. Maybe I've just got a thing for milkshake. Their milkshakes did bring this boy to the yard. Wow. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Such a slut for milkshake. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Harlem Shake? I wonder if that'll ever come back. Can you imagine? Do the Harlem Shake. Oh my God. Here's a story for you. So, when I first worked in a bar... I had to learn to make cocktails, right? Because that's what people do when they work in a bar. And this is a perfect example of how my mind works. It's right in theory, but misses out some very key points a lot of the time. I had in my head that to make cocktails, you use a cocktail shaker, right? Makes sense. And there's this cocktail... I just did a little burp and it tasted of pineapple and I haven't had pineapple in a long time. Weird. Um, so yeah, there's, there's this cocktail called a gin spritz, which is basically a gin and tonic, but with wine and maybe a bit of juice. Uh, so I was like, cocktail. Cocktail shaker. Mix it. Cool. Tonic is fizzy. What happens when you shake something fizzy? It explodes all over you, the bar you're working on, and the customer. Somehow, I did, even my laptop's going crazy at that. I know, man. I know. You don't shake fizzy stuff. I didn't lose my job. Somehow. I probably should have, though. I did learn my lesson. I did learn my lesson. That's all I've got to say on shake. Uh, the next word is bike. Cut to my laptop having chilled out. There we go. A little bit of time traveling there. To a better place. A calmer place. A more quiet place. Quieter. A more quiet place. Quieter place. That's what they should have called the sequel of a quiet place. A more quiet place. Guys, this place isn't quiet enough. We need a more quiet Bike, okay. Uh, I would have had the perfect story for this. But alas, I have already told said story about the time I got a piece of metal from my bike stuck on my finger to the point where the fire brigade had to cut it off. Yeah, that and more 
is available on my Patreon. What a pitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's when the the real good stuff is. Check out how I nearly lost my finger in a chilled bonus episode available on my Patreon now. One bonus episode a week at patreon.com forward slash Cavern Kingston. Goddamn. Why am I not a salesman? Aside from that, it's true. You do never forget. You do never forget how to how to ride a bike. I can't remember the last time I rode a bike. Like a decade ago, maybe. Just never, never did, never, never came up again. Um, but I did get on one this Christmas, just gone. And it was one of those weird electric assisted ones. So weird, man. I started pedaling and all of a sudden it was like, hey, let me help you out here. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. I want to get there, but I want to get there alive. Reference. If you get it, you win. You win a lifetime supply of air. Valuable, valuable air. That could be really ominous thinking about it. Wait, I already have an, an unlimited supply of air. Do you? Do you really? I love bikes, man. Um, I really want to get my bike license. As in, like, motorbikes. Not my cycling proficiency license. Actually, I never got that. I never got that. Oh, my God. How how will people know that I know how to wear a helmet and, and stick my hand out to indicate? I'm going to have to get on that. I remember they uh, they used to have a bike race in my hometown when I was a kid and you, there's this field that, you did, that had a path going around it and you could just ride and every time you did a lap you got a sweet it was great it's like cause it's, it's alright you like, give kids candy but they're exercising for it that makes sense work for your sugar I don't know if I won I like to think I won my ego is telling me I won I don't even know if it was about winning. <laughs> it's probably just about having fun. I still won. Um, going off the, the cycling proficiency thing, that's I'm going to use that to... I'm going to sort of jump off that to the last word because I haven't really done any segues today, which is very weird. I don't know if I'm okay. But um, the last word is guide. And I was going to say, it's it's interesting how people learn things in different ways. You see how that's loose? Because it's, you know, cycling proficiency, learning how to ride a bike and... Yeah. So, like, some people can get told something once, and then they're all good. Couldn't be me, though. Definitely not like that. And then you have, like, visual learners. Then you have people who will like read instructions for something and go, oh yeah, cool, wicked. And then you have people who do something and then they get it. And I'm mostly that, I think, because I was kind of just left to my own devices when I was younger. So I just sort of just played with things and just sort of figured it out that way. Um, so yeah, I think I think in, in terms of teaching, I was always best when I wasn't taught I was just guided, just like, cool, yeah, here's the basics, 
go figure it out. And my point is, is that being allowed to make mistakes is like the best form of learning and guiding, I think. You know, like safely, obviously, but uh, a good teacher is is one that can guide and then know when to take a back seat. I am terrible at guiding, though, like literal guiding. I'm an all right teacher. I used to teach kids karate a bit when I was younger, so I wasn't terrible at it. I was, I'm, I'm all right, but I mean literally guiding, like navigating. That I am terrible at. Always been bad with directions, and I don't know why. Um, like, okay, y'all, ready to start this adventure? We're lost. I think I'm okay with that. I think getting lost really easily is is a good trait to have. For me, it's necessary, apparently, but it seems in general a good mindset to have. Like getting lost in a book. Or a video game, yeah, see how I'm switching it. Um, getting lost in a book or a video game or like a, a piece of music or, you know, like that, that's all, that's seen as a good thing, right? So why not getting lost? Well, there's getting lost on an adventure and then there's getting lost in an adventure. Do you know what? As long as you know how to be safe, it's fine. Keep a good stick with you, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go on an adventure, you wouldn't go without a wizard staff anyway, would you? Would you? Of course not. That would be weird. You're not weird, are you? I'm going to go in a second, but I just I just remembered this thing. I knew there was another thing to do with Guide that popped into my head. When I was... This is how obsessed with video games I was, right? And this is this is why it's like just embrace yourself and embrace your creativity wherever it takes you. Um, this is how from like a young age I was really into video games and also really wanted to help people so I was in year six which is uh, the end of primary school so I was like 10 and um, we it was like an English class and it was creative writing and they were just like write, just literally write whatever you want write what you want and I wrote, I, I wrote so much of this. I wrote a game guide, like a gaming walkthrough to Kingdom Hearts. Like I sessioned it because I had just played it, I think, for the first time. And I wrote this thing, start to finish, caned it. I had the whole game in my head. And I just wrote, I just filled up this English book with writing this walkthrough. I think I got a sticker for it or something like that. What if they took it and then they released it without my knowing? And then they made money off it. It's a conspiracy, you lot. I'm telling you. You watch. If you ever find a really badly written game guide that looks like it was written by a 10-year-old. To Kingdom Hearts you'll know this guy okay I'm going well off well off the beaten path here getting lost I'm gonna guide myself back
that wasn't even intentional. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go. I hope you feel a bit more chilled. I do. I feel, yeah, I kind of do. I hope you do too. <laughs> you know, the 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 point of this podcast. Um, if you want more chill, if you want more chill content, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it's all at Cavan Kingston. And like I said earlier, all the bonus episodes, all the good stuff, they're all available at patreon.com forward slash Cavan Kingston. Okay, hope you have a good week. And uh, I will speak to you soon. Take care.